it only took the entire campaign season. But I finally have some good news for you. It's over! It's a rigged system. No. Oh, no. Please. Please let it be over. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's a KABC election night party. Live from the Smokehouse in Burbank. Now, here are your hosts, Doug McIntyre and Terry Ray Elmer. It is 10.06, ladies and gentlemen, on election night. The eighth day of November, we are live from the Smokehouse in Burbank, California. If you want to come out, we're in for the long haul. It's 4420 Lakeside <laughs> Drive, basically across the street from Warner Brothers, uh, right near the 101 and 134. I'm Doug McIntyre, host of McIntyre in the Morning. Uh, with us tonight is Rob Marinko. Mr. Marinko is here, and Rob will be anchoring starting at 11 o'clock. Uh, Royal Oaks, KBC, uh, Legal Anna's Royal Oaks is with us as well. Yes, and also Ethan Beerman is with us as well. And we are happy to have you with us. Uh, the count as of now is 254 electoral votes for Donald Trump, 215 for Hillary Clinton. Just to reset, if you drank the whole bottle of NyQuil. 218 Hillary. 218. What did they just give her? What did they give her that picked that, up three? A sedative, I think. Uh, no. Alaska? Uh, what is Alaska, three? perhaps. Where did they pick up three electoral votes? Alaska's I don't think she got Alaska. I don't think I'm so betting against that. I don't know. So anyway, so th three? there's some controversy because I have 215 to 254. Of course, we're also listening to Wang, who's been at the bar for 11 hours. So. Well, the line just blur, blur, by the he way. may just be shouting out numbers. His eyes he thought all of a sudden he's calling bingo instead of uh, hey, the electoral color. Plop 64, the smokehouse has a whole new meaning. Yes, it does. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so it's 254 to 215 as of now. They gave Maine to Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay, so that's, but they only gave her three out of the four electoral votes. Elect, uh, uh, Maine has four electoral votes. Okay. So if they gave three, it's possible she could get all four because they awarded by congressional districts, so there may be one congressional district that they haven't awarded yet. It's 47 to 45. Okay, so, so that's very interesting. Uh, so... Uh, and that's CNN making that call. Fox, uh, uh, Fox News has not uh, made that call yet. No, that was on Fox. That was Fox. Okay, thanks, Randy. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, so it's 218 to 254 uh, with one electoral vote still up for grabs uh, in the state of Maine. Uh, joining us right now from uh, New York City, she's been with us all night live, and we appreciate this. She's at the uh, Hillary Clinton, what they hope will be a victory party. She's at the Javits Center in New York. It's a pleasure to welcome back in Karen Kafa. Karen, welcome aboard. How are you? Thanks so much, Doug. So uh, we just uh, got three electoral votes uh, out of Maine put into the Hillary Clinton campaign, uh, into the column for Hillary, which obviously leaves one of those uh, splittable electoral votes up for grabs out of the state of Maine. And we don't know whether that means that Trump will win that or whether or not uh, Hillary Clinton can win all four out of Maine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're still waiting on that one, but we're still waiting on some states that are a lot bigger than Maine, chiefly Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and then West Arizona. Uh, so some really big states that are really important to both of these campaigns still out there on the table. Uh, the last polls in the nation have closed, 1 o'clock Eastern time in Alaska, so all the votes are in. It's just about counting them now. 
Right, and it's interesting. CNN has not called Wisconsin for Donald Trump, but uh, Fox News has called Donald Trump Wisconsin. So there's some question as to uh, those 10 electoral votes. But uh, this race is obviously much too close for comfort if you're Team Clinton. And you have to wonder uh, how happy they are over at the New York Hilton. Of course, we only can wonder because there's no press allowed at Donald Trump's uh, campaign uh, party, which is uh, something that we've never seen before ever. They are allowing Trump TV. Yeah. So we've never seen anything like that before. I've seen some photos from my colleagues who are over there at the Trump event, and it seems to be certainly a more festive mood than what we are seeing over here on the Clinton side, where in the last few hours I've seen a lot of hugging, a lot of crying, a lot of anger. Looks like over at the Trump side they were handing out some Make America Great Again hats. The mood uplifted a little bit more, really a reversal of what we were seeing earlier tonight. Uh, Karen, and Karen Kafa is with us. She's at uh, Hillary Clinton headquarters. Uh, it's 1.10 a.m. in the East Coast. Uh, is there any word whether the uh, whether Mrs. Clinton will make an appearance at the Javits Center? Is there is there any word that she's going to come down and say anything to her supporters? You know, there has been very little communication from aides to Hillary Clinton over the last few hours uh, about any of those kinds of questions, including where they still see their path to victory and, of course, whether these people who did stick it out and who are still here and some have left the Javits Center uh, kind of uh, dispirited and dejected over what they've seen here tonight, uh, will she will come here. But we do know that she has been spending most of the evening at the Peninsula Hotel at 55th and 5th, which is remarkably close to uh, where the Trump activities are ongoing. And we know she's been with the former president, Bill Clinton, with Chelsea Clinton, watching these returns come in. So, uh, you know, there's, a, there's folks who waited here a long time who, who were very eager to see what they thought was going to be a major moment in American history. Obviously, it still could happen, but uh, some folks given up leaving the area and, and just kind of, uh, you know, just that's it for them. Uh, it is uh, an amazing turn of events, and at some point, somebody's either going to have to come down and talk to the folks at the uh, uh, Clinton uh, party, or they're going to have to just tell them to go home, and it'll be a breakfast. Uh, we'll meet you at the Waffle House or something. Uh, but it's already 1.11 a.m. East Coast. Uh, Karen Kava, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll continue to check in because obviously this race is still undecided, still big states up for grabs. The biggies, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania the largest, and Arizona. If you're Donald Trump, you have to wonder about Arizona's 11 electoral votes. If you're Hillary Clinton, you have to wonder about everything. Uh, big surprise. Ethan Behrman is with us. Ethan, you grew up in Minnesota as well, and we discussed this in the last hour. What a strange state it is. It's a hard state to predict because, uh, again, it's the home of uh, Jesse Ventura. Walter Mondale, it was the only state that voted for Mondale back in the day. Right. Uh, but uh, it's obviously been one where it looks like Hillary Clinton will, will, will win Minnesota, but they haven't called it yet, and it's actually narrowed significantly. It's only a two-point lead now. Uh, it, no, that's Michigan. I'm sorry. I was looking at Michigan, a two-point lead for Trump. Uh, so we still, don't have, we still don't have a call on, uh, on Minnesota. Uh, even though Hillary Clinton seemed to have a sizable lead there. Yeah, well, and she still does. I mean, it, it's it's uh, over 70,000 votes right now is her lead. And that rumor, that's a state of just over 4 million people. So 70,000 votes is actually a sizable margin. I'm yeah. surprised that hasn't been called L.A. Yet. County is more than twice the size of the entire state of Minnesota yeah. when it comes to population. It, exactly. But I think the important thing right now is, is uh, Pennsylvania, 
you're talking about 50,000 votes right now is the current state. The gap between Donald Trump, he's 50,000 votes ahead of Hillary Clinton. And Jill Stein, by the way, how many votes does she have in Pennsylvania? 48,000 votes. Really? Amazing. I, that, that's great that you bring that up because this is where, again, in the postgame show in this election, you're going to have to look at the third-party votes. And the third-party votes, you know, just like they did uh, uh, the uh, the vote for uh, for Ralph Nader yes. in Florida in 2000. Uh, to this day, Ralph Nader, who was once a liberal icon, is still anathema uh, in many <laughs> quarters because they blame it. Yeah. They blame it on Ralph Nader. Uh, of course, uh, Ralph Nader's point is blame it on Al Gore. He's the <laughs> yes. one that didn't make the argument. You exactly. know, Doug, the story today has been the surge by Trump that nobody really expected. But Hillary could still win it. I mean, the cards could fall her way. But if she wins and if she's faced with a Republican Senate and House, oh, I mean, it's going to be a Nixonian nightmare of investigation and in, and uh, uh, indictment, maybe impeachment, because, you know, the WikiLeaks are going to continue to come. They may come even faster and more furious. That's we'll right. Of course, by the way, 700. Yes, uh, we could. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, 1014, and uh, later on we're going to check in. We have uh, bribed uh, uh, Steve Kastenbaum uh, <laughs> to, to stay come on with us, and he, he you know he's been awake, but he's been sequestered over in that uh, Trump limbo <laughs> over at the New York Hilton. So we'll do what we can uh, to uh, get him on board later but, but on. Doug, Doug, I have to. I want to get your take on this though. I mean, here we have the potential president of the United States who won't let press participate. I mean, it's this, payback time. This is un what is going to happen? Am I going to get sent to a gulag because <laughs> I was a never Trumper through this campaign? Am I going to have to write, you know, become Solzhenitsyn and write my own books? It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, an, it's a very, very strange situation uh, that we see. Uh, that uh, that it depends on one of the things that we're going to have to find out should Donald Trump win this. And by the way, it's uh, it's anything but assured. Is is he able to heal the party and bring the party together, which he needs to do if he wins this election? He still has to all the things that he promised. He has to get them passed legislatively. Again, you can't complain about Barack Obama governing by right. executive fiat. Uh, executive orders and then expect Donald Trump to do the same thing. He's going to need help in Congress and the Senate, and he's going to have to m mend some fences with his own party. Uh, you can't go on a purge uh, and just say, well, I want to smite all the people, uh, all the people who didn't support me early and often, because otherwise your presidency will fail. There's nothing about him, though, that suggests that he's capable of that kind of compromise. Well, again, uh, there's there's campaign Trump, and we'll see whether or not he is the guy I who's the, key. we'll see if he's the art of the deal guy, yeah. the guy who said, if you vote for me, I can be so presidential, I could be the most presidential. <laughs> well, he may get a chance to prove that. Uh, uh, in a few more hours, depending on how the votes fall. Doug, He's got one, the best temper. one of the pundits earlier observed that both parties picked the one person right. that <laughs> could th lose to each other. Yeah, that could lose exactly. <laughs> in in other words, if the Democrats had picked anybody else, they would have beaten Trump easily. If the Republicans had picked yes. anybody else, then, then they would have won easily. And, and when you think about it, I mean, let's face it: the perception of so many people is Trump has the impulse control of an eight-year-old. Right. And Three. the perception of Hillary, I mean, you know, you can be crooked and win. You can be a cyborg and win. But you can't be a crooked cyborg and no, win. No, it's true because uh, 
we like charming crooks. I mean, we've <laughs> we had do. a lot of. Yeah. I mean, you know, a perfect example. And she lacks the charm. If yes. you, if, if you uh, a perfect example is, is Charlie Rangel, the congressman from <laughs> Harlem. Charlie Rangel, they will have to screw him into the ground when he dies. <laughs> but Charlie Rangel is almost impossible to dislike on a personal basis because he's an utterly charming individual. Uh, the reason we have term limits in California is because of Willie Brown, the oh assembly my. speaker. They could never defeat Willie Brown, so they passed term limits, which, by the way, I think has been a disaster for California because now uh, nobody is around to take responsibility for the junk they pass. Uh, and in the last years, they just load up favors for the lobbyists that they're going to go work for in the aftermath. And it's been a catastrophe in California. But the reason we have term limits in California was because they wanted to get rid of, put a stake through the heart of Willie Brown. But if you ever met Willie Brown, uh, you, you'd give him your wallet, your yes. watch, and your motel room key. He is the most <laughs> charming human being that's on the planet. what they say about Bill Clinton. And that's what Bill Clinton, the seducer-in-chief. Very, very and difficult to dislike Bill Clinton on a personal level. Uh, but Hillary doesn't have that magic. And that's, uh, and that's when all of her, you know, if they used to say Ronald Reagan was the Teflon president, she's the Velcro candidate. Everything sticks to her. <laughs> you even, know, stuff she, even stuff she didn't do. You know, earlier T. Ray reported that uh, Catherine Barger won the supervisor's seat, Doug, and I think we should uh, give a shout out to Catherine. I'm biased because her dad, Dick Barger, was the founder of our law firm. I've known Catherine since she was a teenager. She is a fabulous person, and she's going to be a wonderful supervisor, and probably one of the few elected Republicans in the state of California. So, so Royal, what you're saying is when she's indicted, you'll be defending yeah. her. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, right. I'll never have to do that job. But okay. uh, Speaking of indictments, yes, you've let's got speak to figure of, uh, that there's a couple of people really nervous about Donald Trump becoming president. Hillary one Clinton. of them, well, that's one of them, uh, Loretta Lynch and James Comey, because uh, I now I realize James Comey is is uh, has an appointment for ten years. When is that up? Do you know, Doug? Seven years. He's been there. He's for been there seven. seven years. No, he's been there three. Right. So he's oh, he's got seven more years. Right. Okay. Yes. And then Loretta Lynch, who is is serves at the pleasure of the president, and I, you know, I can't well, Loretta see. Lynch would be gone uh, anyway. if if Donald Trump, any Republican, is going to appoint his new attorney general. Obviously, uh, it's James not being Comey, gone that I'm referring to. It's being in, in well, or investigated. Uh, yeah, I don't think that you can. Uh, there's nothing. There's no indication to me anyway that Loretta Lynch committed any crime. Uh, unless you could come up with a tape recording that says she cut a deal with Bill Clinton on the tarmac in Arizona. Uh, there's a, a political appointee. Can anybody be surprised? The shock of shocks. It would have been a shock to the known galaxy if a Democratic-appointed attorney general decided to invoke a grand jury to, to possibly indict the Democratic nominee for president right. of the United States a month before the election. It would have been beyond the planets and stars aligning, and no Republican attorney general would have done that either. So it's just asking too much. It was asking too much of James Comey, in my opinion. You know, a lot you of got, people... You're, you're asking the FBI director in July to make a decision that could possibly indict the nominee of the Democratic Party when we have an election for the people to make that decision. Some well, people a, think that the reason Comey went public, which was so weird in July, yes, is because he knew that there's no way that Loretta Lynch, and I keep wanting to call her Loretta Lynn, yeah. 
there's no way that she and the Obama administration would proceed with the prosecution. So it really didn't matter what he said, but it, at least he, I, he probably felt to himself, I want the world to know that, you know, I really investigated it carefully and I found a lot of bad stuff about what she did, but he knew there was no point of suggesting she'd be prosecuted. Well, I, I, that's possibly true, but my take on it is just simply this, that uh, in, in the United States of America, we the people are still picking our leaders, even though special interests Amen. and all the crap that floats around it is involved. Media bias, whatever you want to lay onto it. But the bottom line is, James Comey was in a situation where had he recommended a grand jury impaneled in July was effectively determining the outcome yep. of a presidential yep. election just a oh, few he was months in a away. Awful and position. that's a terrible position for him to be in. Uh, so he punted. He tried to have it both ways. He tried to say, look, there's a lot of bad crap here, but uh, I'm not going to recommend uh, a grand jury indictment. If the Justice Department wants to do it, fine. But I will publicly articulate what we, what we believe, and the American people will judge this on their own. And you know something? Tonight they are. And he probably, That's what we're yeah. he probably said to himself, he probably said to himself, if J. Edgar Hoover can wear a dress in private, I can hold a press conference in public. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Uh, Fair's fair. So uh, Rob will be saying that in an hour. He'll be passing that off. <laughs> <laughs> writing it down. Uh, it is uh, 1022. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to check in with Steve Kastenbaum, who has been frozen out of the uh, Trump uh, party, and I imagine it's a party atmosphere, but he is over at the New York Hilton. So we'll check in with him. We're at the Smokehouse in Burbank, California. We're here until the bitter end. This is election night, one for the ages. Talk Radio 790 KBC. It's Peter Tilton on the next Peter Tilton at 10. Guess what we're going to discuss? What do you think we're going to talk about? The election. What else will we discuss? The issues, the problems, the candidates, the states, the governors, everything. Starting at 10 right here on Talk Radio 790 KBC. It's 1027, ladies and gentlemen. We're at the Smokehouse in Burbank, California. Election night coverage. Doug McIntyre with you. As well as Rob Marinko, Royal Oaks, Ethan Beerman. And uh, we are in for quite a night, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. I will be back uh, recapping oh, no. this amazing election. Randy Wang is here as well, by we, the way. We have to come back at 5? Yes, we do. Not here. Hopefully you'll be gone by then. We'll be back Chris, in studio. I see Randy showing up here. Randy I better stop drinking. Studio. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as of... Uh, at 10.27 Pacific time, uh, Donald Trump, 254 electoral votes, Hillary Clinton, 218 at Trump headquarters, but not actually allowed in to the party room, but embargoed with the rest of the press is uh, KBC contributor Steve Kastenbaum. Steve, uh, thank you so much for coming back on us. I know it's been an incredibly long night. Thank you for joining us. And a long day. I started uh, with the candidates uh, voting here in New York. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And no, I appreciate it. Of course, we talked to you in the 5 o'clock hour this morning on the morning show. So everybody's got a real long day going on. What a strange, bizarre turn of events. First of all, have they cracked the embargo? Are you guys still locked out of the actual room at, Trump, uh, at the no, Trump party? No, we're no longer locked out. They've loosened up a lot here, actually. Uh, part of that is because they're just feeling a lot better about their, their situation, obviously. Uh, but, uh, but also, I think that... Uh, the, the, the decision makers are, are huddled in their, in their war room watching these states come in and just waiting at this point 
for the next one to turn in their favor so they can declare victory. Uh, Steve, there's a couple of uh, big states obviously up for grabs. Uh, Pennsylvania is out there. Trump has a narrow lead, an amazingly close race in that critical state. Michigan, amazingly, Trump has been a lead in Michigan the entire night. Uh, and and if he picks, uh, if he flips that red state blue, uh, he could maybe even uh, afford to lose Arizona and still win this thing. But New Hampshire has to break his way, and he may need that single electoral vote that's still up for grabs in Maine. We have three electoral votes out of four going to Hillary Clinton, but that leaves one congressional district that, if it breaks his way, uh, could end up uh, being a determinant of who the next president is. And, and let me just say about Pennsylvania, uh, Donald Trump's lead there. Uh, as the votes are, are uh, 97% of the votes have been counted, is now one full percentage point. It's wow. becoming extremely difficult to find uh, votes left in the state of Pennsylvania that could wind up in Clinton's column at this point. Well, so Pennsylvania would give it to him. In all likelihood, like Pennsylvania, is to most people's surprise going to wind up in the Trump column. Uh, and I was just talking to a colleague from Pennsylvania, uh, and we were talking about the suburbs of Philadelphia, and he mentioned that Hillary Clinton uh, never herself went to the suburbs. She sent her surrogates. Bill Clinton was there. Chelsea Clinton was there. But Hillary Clinton herself uh, never went to the suburbs uh, of Philly. Uh, and uh, who knows uh, if that might have changed matters, but uh, it, it certainly is something they'll be thinking about now. And by the way, this just in, Fox News is uh, projecting that uh, Pat Toomey, the incumbent Republican senator in Pennsylvania, has been reelected. And that is a... That is a huge win for the Republican Party, who, uh, who feared that Pat Toomey was going to go down there. So far tonight, Steve, the only Republican senator who lost his gig was uh, Mark Kirk in, uh, in Illinois, and that was kind of expected uh, uh, to uh, D Congresswoman Duckworth. We still haven't heard about New Hampshire with four electoral votes, and of course Kelly Ayotte, the uh, incumbent Republican senator there, was targeted heavily for defeat by the Democrats, but still at this late hour now, we're at 1.30 a.m. in New Hampshire in the East Coast, and there's still no call out of New Hampshire. Yeah, that's uh, very odd considering how small the state is, uh, and, and we were just talking about that. Why are they not done counting the votes yet in New Hampshire? Uh, kind of Kind of an interesting situation there uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, I, I believe we're up to 87% of the vote being counted. So uh, maybe, maybe we maybe we should be asking questions uh, about uh, how they count the vote. <laughs> yeah, it's it's coming by a carrier squirrel uh, <laughs> yeah, out of the woods. Right. Hey, listen, Steve. Thanks so much. Go get uh, a Red Bull, and we'll uh, check in with you uh, later you and certainly tomorrow. That's uh, Steve Kastenbaum at uh, the Trump headquarters in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. It's 10. 31. We continue. Let's get local news. This is Talk Radio 790 KBC Live at the Smokehouse. If all of this talk of blue and red and red and blue and blue and has got you turning green, let us make sense of it all. Your common sense. Election headquarters. Talk Radio 790 KABC. It is 10.38, ladies and gentlemen, live from the Smokehouse campaign 2016. All the polls are closed, even in Alaska, Hawaii. Everything's closed now. The votes are being counted, and it's going to come down to a handful of states. The uh, results here are stunning, to say the least. As of now, 254 electoral votes for Donald Trump, 218 for Hillary Clinton, 20 on the table for uh, the state of Pennsylvania. If Donald Trump wins Pennsylvania, he's the next president of the United States. 
Uh, let's get the latest numbers on this. Ethan Behrman is looking at the Pennsylvania vote. Yeah, right now, so with 99% of the precincts reporting, uh, although it hasn't been called by any of the networks, Donald Trump is ahead by 58,500 votes. 2,829,000 for Donald Trump, 2,770,600 for Hillary Clinton. So, I, I mean, why, again, why wouldn't they call it? You couldn't overcome that lead with I, the entire 1% that's I, left. I'm wondering, right? Fox News is just doing one of their little uh, flips right now. They might be ready to call it. And if they call uh, that, this it's race over. is over. By the way, 138,000 votes for Gary Johnson in Pennsylvania yep. and almost 50,000 for Jill Stein. The third party candidates in Pennsylvania they just called it. have a tremendous. AP just called AP it for just Donald called Trump it. for Pennsylvania. That the is Associated it. Press has just called. Pennsylvania wow. for Donald Trump. He is one. Donald Trump Donald is Trump our next president will be of the, the United 45th States. president of the United States. Donald Trump is the next president of the United States. I mean, there will be. I'm assuming there will be suits filed for recounts. Yeah. But uh, there will be suits. There'll be lawsuits. But Trump there will won. be all kinds of hell breaking loose in this country. Uh, America, ladies and gentlemen, has had its Brexit election. Wow. Congratulations to Mr. Trump. He, he what? And what's so interesting, Doug, when you look at the maps uh, with the county level map, it is blue along the edges of the United States and almost the entire interior is red. The, uh, the big the exception is the, of course, the state of Florida. Uh, going uh, for Donald Trump was hugely important. But yeah. uh, again, so far, the Associated Press is the only news organization to call Pennsylvania. But if you look at the numbers that Ethan has just reported... Wall Street it, Journal now just announced it as well. Okay. It's funny, about 10 minutes ago, Fox News reported that Speaker Ryan called Trump to congratulate him. And I'm thinking, what does he know that the rest of the world doesn't know? And of course, Ryan was the guy who wouldn't even mention Trump's name a few days ago. Oh, yes. I voted for the Republican now. Well, Paul Ryan Paul Ryan may be sending a fruit basket to Trump Tower. Hey, Ethan and Paul may be sharing a gulag cell. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, Donald Trump, Doing P90X. as unlikely as it may have seemed and still may seem to millions of Americans, will be the 45th president yes. of the United States of America. That is correct. And, Doug, you and know by the way, a... this is without this is without Michigan. This without is without Michigan. Michigan even coming in. Here's an interesting little thing that we, since you brought up Brexit, the stock market now, the futures of the Dow are uncertain, but right now they're looking pretty bad. Yeah. But now, like Brexit, there's an opportunity, and we don't give financial advice here, but I'm no. just saying. Well, you know what's going to happen? The pantsuit market's going in the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Bottom fell out, did fall out of the pantsuit market. Oh, pantsuits. There's no about that. Uh, ladies but, and gentlemen. But, by the way, the latest Michigan numbers, Doug. Uh, 90% just ticked up to 90% reporting in Michigan. Donald Trump, 2,032,657. Hillary Clinton, 1,953,000. That's a 2% lead in Michigan with 90% reporting. This election is over, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, it is. This Doug, you know, you over. were saying off the air the essence of this is it's a change uh, era, and I think the big loser is President Obama because he wanted yes. a third term. 
all the reporting suggested he hated uh, the Clintons, and yet he was fine with them on the last few months, but no third term for President Obama. Uh, this is uh, really, and, and of course, now this is where the gas bag contingent of which I am uh, <laughs> vice president will be, be all over Poobah. this. And now we'll be, for the rest of the week and the rest of our lives, we'll be telling you why we always knew this was going to happen. <laughs> and we'll explain it to you in 50 different ways. But really, this is the headline, folks. This election was about change, yes. period. Bernie and, Sanders said that. And too. Bernie Sanders was lobbying for change, and Donald Trump represented change on the other side, including change against the establishment of their own parties. And when we can go into the minutiae of this group and that group voted this way and that way, the bottom line is the American people took a look at the two candidates and said if we vote for her, we get more of the same. If we vote for him, we don't know necessarily what we get, but it won't be what we get with her. And they went with change. Yeah. And if anybody's looking for a job as a pollster, a bunch of openings. Bunch of, that's what. Bunch by of by the way, I'd like to point out. Yes. Like to point out who got it right. The crazy LA, LA Times, Times poll got it right. <laughs> Dan Schnur, his experimental. The poll. only damn poll in the country that got this right was Dan Schnur and the yes, US, right. USC Dornsife LA Times tip poll. And you know it's a the defeat. It right. It's a defeat, Doug, for the demographics because what we've been hearing for months and months is that if you break down women. African Americans, Latinos, and Asians, all of them are an increasingly large share of the electorate, and they increasingly vote progressive or liberal, and yet somehow Trump overcame that. You know who's got to be sitting in his uh, apartment tonight wondering, why the hell did I lose my job? It's Billy Bush. I get fired. Maybe, maybe he can be the press secretary for what the hell President did I Trump. I do wrong. I was just standing talking to the guy. Well, you remember the old SNL skit where John Lovitz plays Dukakis, and after Bush just is mumbling about a thousand points of light, J John Lovitz says, "I can't believe I'm losing to this guy." That's how Hillary's got to be feeling. Well, I can't believe I lost to this guy. Yes, why am I not up by? 50 or 15 yeah. points. I mean, that was 50 yeah. points. She 50. Was saying, Why am I not winning yeah, yeah. by 50 points? Yep. So disconnected from uh, This is an amazing uh, result, and uh, there will be fallout from this. We're already seeing it in the futures markets. Uh, the financial markets are going to be in turmoil uh, tomorrow and for many days to come, and I actually believe this will have a global implication for the financial markets. This is going to ripple across across the uh, global market. Yes, it's agreed. As I mentioned before, the Brexit the Brexit election uh, rocked the markets, and then well, this last quarter, the British economy is yeah, growing at a faster and rate. Another I'll, I'll ripple, and another ripple might so, be Obamacare might be history. That's, uh, that's true. true. Let me, let me well, give you the Obamacare may be history for on its own accord. Right. I, I have the latest numbers for you. As of right this minute, the pre-market trading and the Dow futures, it's down 643 points. That's fine. NASDAQ is off 225, S&P is down 89 and three quarters. Now here's where the, where the financial guys say, it's a real good buying opportunity. It is. You have to have some money left to buy with. I'll, I'll, tell you what's, I'll tell you what is permanent is the unemployment of Uma Abedin, uh, Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Uh, well, Weiner might be going to jail. Well, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Weiner... Anthony Weiner better get somebody to start his car for him for a few years. <laughs> because holy mackerel, what a turn of events. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is uh, 1046.
uh, Pacific. It's 1.46. Now the question is, how long before the networks, the networks have still not called it, the Associated Press, the Wall Street Journal have called Pennsylvania. Uh, Fox News has not called Pennsylvania. CNN has not called Pennsylvania. NBC, CBS, ABC. And the reason is because that's the whole ball of wax. And after the disaster of 2000, when Florida was called for uh, Al Gore and then uncalled, they don't want to uh, pull the trigger too soon. But again, the numbers, the latest numbers out of uh, Pennsylvania really make it almost impossible it with that many votes cast yeah. uh, for there to be enough votes available somewhere with 99% of the precincts uh, reporting. The other reason they uh, don't call it is that they don't have the script ready in the teleprompter because they were not ready for this. Yeah, I again, so, so as of this minute, uh, a Trump 2,880,000 to 2.8 million for Hillary Clinton. So yeah, it's 80,000 with 99 plus percent reporting in Pennsylvania. Uh, so very, very difficult. And by the way, if uh, Pennsylvania should somehow miraculously in the last 1% uh, swing over to the Clinton camp, Donald Trump still has a significant lead in Michigan That's with right. 16 electoral votes, and he wins with that either. Yeah. He gets right on the nose of 270. And oddly enough, there's one electoral vote still up for grabs in Maine. They've only awarded three out of four because they split the electoral college vote there by congressional district, and one district has not been reported yet, has not come in one way or another, so it's possible he could pick up an electoral vote there as well. Arizona, by the way, is also... What is the numbers? Any, uh, anybody got the number in Arizona? Give Take a look. Second. And see where we are in Arizona. We haven't updated. Here's the latest in Arizona. With 76% of the precincts reporting, Donald Trump 848,717. Hillary Clinton 786,758. So that's, again, that's over 62,000 that Donald Trump is ahead. And what what's the percentage of the... 76%. Well, there's so, still a lot of votes yeah, out there. there there's still a lot of votes out, and they come in from Maricopa County. She could still win there. But again, if the Pennsylvania call holds up, the Associated Press and the Wall Street Journal, if that call holds up, this election is over. Uh, and it's over possibly by a significant margin if uh, Michigan comes into the tank uh, for Donald Trump in Arizona, uh, holds where it is right now, then he'd win with a, with a nice margin in the Electoral College. Uh, I don't have the actual raw vote in front of me on the popular vote, but the po this is not 2,000. The popular vote is in line with the Electoral College count. Uh, uh, let me get you that number right now. So we're right not going to have a situation it, 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 so where... So right now, Doug McIntyre, uh, of the popular vote, so overall 83% total are reporting across the United States. Donald Trump, 55.8 million. Hillary Clinton, 54.6 million. So 1.2 million more votes... Donald Trump and you know uh, that's an interesting number because that number normally uh, to win a presidential election you usually get around 62 to 66 million votes to win a presidential election in, in the modern era obviously so the third party candidates have bled off a lot of votes in this race I mean that is one of the big stories all of those Jill Stein votes, all of those write-in votes, all of those Gary Five Johnson million. votes yeah. uh, have really pulled. Look at Pennsylvania alone. There's 140,000 votes just for Gary Johnson Every poll suggested that uh, Hillary was worse off when you factored right. in the third parties. And where did they come from? A lot of them came from the disheartened Bernie uh, supporters. A well, lot of them did. And... Uh, there's Bernie people that wouldn't vote. Uh, but again, I think that a lot of those Gary Johnson votes were a lot of the never Trumpers who just said, look, uh, we don't even like Gary Johnson particularly, but at least we're planting right. seeds maybe for the future, et cetera, et cetera. It's a protest vote. But the bottom line is those missing votes 
uh, are, stayed away from traditional candidates. It's going to be fascinating to figure out from the political scientists what happened. How did the pollsters get it so wrong? I mean, people talked about the old Bradley effect when people lied to the pollsters because well, they didn't want to seem racist. Bradley and Bradley effect. loses. Did And yet they had anonymous Internet polls where presumably people didn't have to worry about folks disapproving of them because they chose Trump. And Trump came out about the same. So the pollsters just flat got it wrong. All right. It is 1051. Don't go away, ladies and gentlemen. We're still waiting on the official network call, the Associated Press, the Wall Street Journal, calling this election for Donald Trump, the president-elect Donald Trump. This is Talk Radio 790 KBC. We'll tell you who won, Trump or Clinton. Plus ballot measures, propositions, and more. On the next Doug and T-Ray, get smart 5 to 10 post-election special right here on Talk Radio 790 KBC. It's 10.53, ladies and gentlemen. Talk Radio 790 KBC election night 2016. We just got word, ladies and gentlemen, that John Podesta... He of the WikiLeaks email fame and the chairman of the Hillary Clinton re-election or election campaign is going to speak at Clinton headquarters momentarily. Ah. Uh, Undoubtedly, he does not have a good story to tell. Uh, It'll be fascinating to see what he has to say. We're going to midnight here tonight. Rob Marinka is going to take over from me because I'll be back tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Uh, as uh, we recap all of these amazing turns of events. Ethan Berman will stay Royal Oaks as well. We encourage you to stay if you're here and if you're in the neighborhood. Come on in and have a cold one. We're at the Smokehouse in Burbank. Uh, Arizona, Donald Trump has a sizable lead in Arizona. Hillary Clinton has a tiny lead, a half a percentage point in New Hampshire, which still has not been called. But the key story here is that, according to the Associated Press and the Wall Street Journal, Donald Trump has won the 2016 presidential sweepstakes with 254, excuse me, 274 electoral votes, having won the state of Pennsylvania. Again, the other networks have not called that, both, both the Associated Press and the Wall Street Journal have called that race. Uh, Significantly, the Republicans will not only hang on to the House of Representatives, they will hang on to the Senate as well. So it is entirely likely that President Trump will have the Senate, the House, and obviously the ability to move Supreme Court picks through as long as the Democrats don't do to him what the Republicans did to Barack Obama. And, And by the way, I would not bet against that because what is good for the goose is good for the gander, and this is where your tactics can come back to bite you, yeah. and you know what. Uh, because don't be surprised if Democrats in the Senate are saying, we're going we're gonna to freeze Donald Trump's Supreme Court picks for four years, because that's what the Republicans were threatening to do. Uh, and uh, that's going to be quite a fight, by the way, if that happens. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, history has certainly been made tonight. And uh, on behalf of myself, because I'm splitting, i got to be up real early, uh, I want to uh, thank everybody. I want to give a special shout out to the Smokehouse in Burbank. Yeah. The bartenders who are going to have carpal tunnel from uh, pouring drinks for this crowd. Uh, and also to the wait staff. And I also want to thank a big shout out to the promotions and marketing team at KBC Radio for yeah. making this possible. Excellent. To the whole crowd, to Wendy, to Cajal, to the whole staff for making that happen. And to every one of you who have been with us tonight here in person, I thank you personally, and also to all of you who are listening at home. Uh, Starting uh, at midnight, 
excuse me, at 11 o'clock. Rob Marinko will be anchoring for the next hour. Ethan Berman will stay for a while. Royal is here, and we're still waiting on a bunch of things which promise to be doozies. Uh, whether or not we'll hear from Hillary Clinton, we don't know. The official call in this race, we will undoubtedly hear from Donald Trump, and we will take all of that live. Uh, of course, and we will begin the recap of that tomorrow morning at 5. Interestingly enough, Michigan is tightening as the precincts are coming in. So it went from 90 to 92%, and the lead is narrow. Donald Trump is up by now 66,000 votes. Okay. It was over 80,000 uh, when they were at 90%. So the, uh, Michigan, that's why nobody's calling it. it. It's just it is too close still. And if you're getting those kind, that kind of a swing late, my suspicion is is that those returns are coming from the urban centers, which always take longer to count because there's so many more ballots to count. Again, consider L.A. County. There's 4,500 polling stations in L.A. County. Just the physical act of going to get them all and bringing them back before you run them through the system, uh, it takes a long time to pull all that together. Uh, that's true in any city center. Uh, so if the late returns are breaking in Hillary's favor, it may mean that Detroit, Saginaw, Flint, Lansing, all of the, right, Marquette. Marquette, all of the cities in this uh, Michigan. Uh, and again, uh, you know, Lansing, Michigan is not a big city. It's the state capital, but it's not an enormous place. But still, it takes longer to count those votes than it does if you're in, you know, uh, Dixon Knock, Dixville Notch, uh, New Hampshire. Uh, by the way, we still have not heard from New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire is still out there with four electoral votes. Uh, the campaign chair of Hillary's uh, campaign, John Podesta, is expected to speak at the Javits Center. I hope that goes well, Doug, because I'd hate for Podesta to get his concession speech mixed up with his suicide note. That would be really, <laughs> really sad. Uh, he could, he could just send his, his speech in by email. Well, trust me, both of them are going to be on WikiLeaks tomorrow morning anyway, so <laughs> all true. the drafts and everything else. Uh, that's got to be one grim gathering, and the question is, when will we hear from the candidates uh, whether uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of pressure on Hillary Clinton right now because remember all the heat that was put on Donald Trump a yep. week or so ago yes. about would you accept the results of the election and frankly he said well we'll see because uh, I'll accept it if I win so he's not going to have much trouble on accepting it. Hillary's attitude is probably look if Fox isn't calling it yet I'm not going to concede. <laughs> I, I think that that's actually a very uh, accurate assessment that if Fox News hasn't called it Hillary's certainly not going to concede because you know all those crazy right wingers at the Associated press you can't trust those people you know that coven of uh, uh, uh of right-wing nuts over at, at the ap now the wall street journal you might make an argument for uh, but certainly not the associated press ladies and gentlemen at least another hour to go uh rob marinko taking over i'm doug mcintyre make sure you're with us tomorrow morning started at 5 a.m we'll recap this race all the state measures the ballot measures the senate races and more this is Election Night 2016, Talk Radio 790 KABC. Make some noise for Dougie. What a great job, huh? Well, it only took the entire campaign season. But I finally have some good news for you. It's over! Let's party! It's a rigged system. No. Oh, no, please. Please let it be over. You can't say I didn't try. It's a KABC election night party. 
live from the Smokehouse in Burbank. Now, here are your hosts, Doug McIntyre and Terry Ray Elmer. All right, all right. Talk Radio 790 KABC. We're here at the Smokehouse live in Burbank, California. Doug has taken a well-deserved break. He'll be back in a few hours doing the morning show. I'm Rob Marinko. I'm joined by Ethan Berman and uh, Royal Oaks, our legal analyst. And man, what a night. Holy smokes. Amazing. You know, see, it, it, I was rooting for really close votes so I could comment on potential lawsuits. Oh, I see. But I don't see that happening. Well, but Podesta Here's just came out. Hillary didn't concede. Well, Our that's true. It's interesting. Podesta just spoke. Uh, we, we see from the reporting from Fox and CNN that Hillary is not going to show up at the headquarters. Kind of demoralizing on top of everything else for the reporters, for the supporters. So what Podesta <laughs> said was, and these were his words, let's bring this home. Now, uh, you know how Saturday Night Live has the mom translator? Yes. You know, it, the teenager's <laughs> comment has to be interpreted for the mom. Right. I ran Let's Bring This Home through the mom translator. It come out it's as. political speak for, oh, crap, did we really lose? Yes, you really <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Well, here's the deal. Podesta came out and, and essentially gave a no-concession concession speech. Right. And, and what was so interesting about what he said, and a little bit troubling, was that we'll have more to say in the morning. What in the heck does that mean? We'll have more to say in the morning. Uh, your opponent has the necessary electoral votes. The votes are in. Uh, well, on the other hand, Rob, yes. I mean, if you look at Fox News, uh -huh. not exactly a, a, a an avowed opponent of Donald Trump. They have not called They say 254, right. exactly. So they are 16 so short of the magic number of 270. I, I understand, but we've got such a large number and portion of the vote in Pennsylvania already counted. Yeah. There's uh, a, Trump right. is leading by more than 50,000 votes with more than 99% of the vote counted. So you've got... Um, I'm not saying it's impossible for her to come up. What's the latest? The latest numbers, uh, again, is over 99% reported here in Pennsylvania. Donald Trump, 2,883,476. Hillary Clinton, 2,808,000. So that's uh, 75,000 more votes for yeah. Donald Trump. More I mean, well, okay, over. here's the wild card. I don't know if you know this, but every Amish gets three votes. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Wow, so that's how so no there could be an explosive change in the With entire race. spring, it gives you three. <laughs> if I could read minds, I would imagine that Hillary Clinton right now is kicking herself about talking about putting the coal miners out of work oh, and word. closing the coal well, factories. But I don't no know where are those factories, West nothing, Virginia and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Nothing like the severity of the kicking over the private server and you know the private email. I mean, talk about self-inflicted wound. But for that, yes. I gotta believe that she skates to victory. Well, but also didn't give a press conference for how many months was that? Ten months? Nine? Oh, but that months? was probably a good thing for her. And yeah, yeah uh, good. But but, it, but she didn't do anything to appeal to people. I mean, you know, we've talked about this endlessly, right, Rob? Where. It, what did she do to reach new people? Uh, she tried to ride on the Obama's coattails, right, right uh, for a third term. But what did she bring to the table? I mean, she didn't bring any more new th ideas than she did yeah. in 2008 where I, she I lost. Think, I think that's a good point. And I'll tell you something else that I haven't heard folks talk about, and that is everybody's been focusing on the WikiLeaks, and rightly so. I think it has had an impact. But I'll yes. tell you what I think in the last few weeks has had more of an impact, and that is – 
the premiums for Obamacare. Oh my word! Yes, have now been yeah, talked that, that's about. That's the stealth the issue. You're right. Have the estimates have gone to every state in Florida, for instance, the premiums are growing up 19 percent. And I think in the last couple of weeks, for people that had not voted early, they saw those premium increases and they thought, you know what? That's it. Well, I'm out of this Obamacare nonsense. At least Trump's saying he'll replace it. The L.A. Times, by the way, is uh, is reporting that there are 266 electoral votes currently for Donald Trump. So the L.A. Times is holding him just short of 270. Fox News is still showing 254, but the Times just reported that they're showing 266 officially. Well, then they're not they're counting calling. Pennsylvania. They're not counting Pennsylvania. No, no, I'm trying to think. Where's the 11? So that I would be what? Arizona and the Arizona. One other one in New Maine. Hampshire As or, always, no, no. Pennsylvania is the or Keystone the State. Is the key, I mean, this is very interesting, you, you know, why they're holding off. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. You know, Rob, your point about Obamacare is a really good one. That could be the biggest yeah. single effect of the Trump presidency, because with a Republican Senate and a Republican yep. House, we could really see the dream of the Republicans over the last several years, namely repeal and replace, because <coughs> without, without that, you, you can't do it. But now, you guys don't know this about me. When I moved here to L.A. a year and a half ago, I intentionally, call me a glutton, but I like to experience things to talk about them on the radio, I signed my family up including myself, Uncovered ah. California, right? Obamacare here right. in California. I did a series of shows reporting what a nightmare and a disaster Covered California is in terms of administration, unaccountability, uh, failures into the design of the billion-dollar website, the dropping of PD. I have little kids. Pediatricians were dropping left and right out of network. That can't be true. For you're my kids, to, you're supposed to keep your doctor. Right. Come it, on. It, it was an absolute nightmare, and I was so thankful to get my family off of Obamacare starting October first, just a just over a month ago. Yeah, there's only so much, and let's face it, there can be no argument at this point. We all see it that the mainstream media has an agenda. It's not just that they 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 kind of slant left. No, that doesn't tell the story. They have an agenda, and their candidate was in trouble. And all we've heard the last few months, and all the surveys, and, and all of the uh, uh, the digging you did, and counting of the stories, ninety some percent of the stories on Trump were negative. And and you had you have a candidate in Hillary Clinton that's under federal investigation. I don't know the last time that that's happened for a presidential candidate. And you have her skating on that. That's barely covered, except for a couple of news outlets. We know what they are. Well, and of course, a lot of people were commenting on the fact that if Hillary Clinton did win, and especially if the Republicans held on to the Senate, as it looks she would like be in they will, either way. impeachment She'd be in major league trouble. I mean, you're talking about endless investigations, possible indictment, maybe impeachment, and so on. You know, what's fascinating to me, guys, is that that Clinton is not going to speak tonight, and they're officially saying that. Now, why would they say that? That's almost like they're acknowledging that nothing good can happen in the next hour or two. But I mean, things could flip. She could win every all remaining states. So why would she send Podesta out and say, you're not going to see Hillary tonight. You're going to see my beautiful mug. And I'm telling you, you know, thanks for the effort. But no Hillary tonight. That's weird. I, I'm, a, I'm still strange. stuck on this idea that none of the networks, including Fox News, uh, is calling this for Trump. I'm, I, I I'm just think, I'm stuck on that. I think you got to go back to 2000, and you have to go back to Florida. And the, they were bitten so badly yep. for calling it too early. And I think they're gun-shy. I just think the networks will call it probably in the next hour or so. 
but I've got to believe that's the hesitation. Now, we've got the macro view about uh, the presidency, but what about California? Now, as I understand it, the marijuana proposition yes, has passed. Yes, it has passed. What I want to know is, do we all have to wear condoms? No. <laughs> that, that appears to Are have failed. Are you making movies? Props? Well, I, I didn't say anything about making movies myself. Well, I'm just curious as to whether or not the condom proposition passed. It appears that it failed. Uh, the news that I saw looked Why would like- it fail? What kind of monsters are these voters who don't want to protect the poor porn stars? I, yes, that's exactly. But it looked like Prop 57 has passed, so we, we need more criminals to be released from prison. It, you know, that is an amazing well, what a thing. relief. What a relief. I was nervous about that one. <laughs> we have evidence over the past year about the increases in violent crime all over the place because of this, uh, what is it, Prop 47? Right. And, and and now we go further because we don't have enough felons on the street. Now, do we have a, a report well, they won't be on the death penalty at propositions? The pro-death penalty or it get sounds, rid of it, uh, apparently, streamline it? I don't it. have any update on 66, but it appears that 62 failed. 62 was the repeal of the death, of penalty. The death penalty. All right, so the death penalty. You know, it's interesting. Support for the death penalty hovered for decades of around 70 75%. And over the last 10 or 20 years, it's actually eroded, getting close to, to majority, but I think it's still in, in the 50 to 60 range, and I guess that's reflective of the California population. Apparently, we are not ready to pull the trigger, so to speak, on getting rid of the death penalty. Yeah, I think you're right, Roland. I think that's kind of one of those deals where uh, maybe next year, maybe next time, maybe next election, because we're getting close, and it has deteriorated, and I think there's a feeling that... Uh, Nobody gets executed anyway in California. The, when was the last execution we had? Now, Prop 63, background checks for uh, ammunition purchases. That passed. Banning large yeah. uh, magazine. Okay, so that that's passed. passed. Okay. Yep, that one passed. Prop 64, uh, marijuana passed. Here are the ones that passed. So, Rob, you're going to be wearing black over the next few weeks. I will be. You're, you're in mourning. Am but I, I right? also be buying a lot of ammunition. <laughs> yeah, 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 hurry, up, hurry up. Prop 58. Well, you'd buy a lot of marijuana, too, because the marijuana proposition goes into effect tomorrow. That's correct. Uh, Prop 55, which extended the old Prop 30 uh, tax increases, passed overwhelmingly. Uh, Prop 54, which is... Wait a minute. uh, You're telling me, Ethan, that Californians want to tax people who make over $250,000 at a high rate and continue it on for years more? Endlessly, which was supposed to be a temporary Uh, tax during the Great Recession. And then, of course, there's no such thing as a temporary tax. It's reflective of the classic definition of democracy. You're familiar with the definition? It's two wolves and a lamb deciding what's for dinner. Okay? (laughs) So I think the the folks that make over two hundred (laughs) fifty grand are just going to have to pony up with a little more tax revenue. It's another case where you push out the earners and there's fewer and fewer people that are able to to drag the cart any further and uh, when they move to nevada and florida and texas uh you're going to be left with a state that's going to be permanently bankrupt and none of the earners left to pay for all the free stuff well a proposition i was a big supporter of passed it was prop 54 that prohibits the legislature from passing any bill without giving it 72 hours of rest time and publish <laughs> on the Good. internet well, so they can't sneak stuff through at the last second better than yep. nancy pelosi uh pressuring her fellow congressman you've got to pass, pass obamacare <laughs> in order to know what's, what's in, in it, which, obamacare which as you rightfully pointed out will very likely now with president trump and a republican senate and republican house will likely be repealed you know for all the brilliant people that hillary supposedly had surrounding her and giving her advice they apparently gave her some bit of really bad advice. One of them was tagging on to 
Obama's perceived successes a little bit too early, like Obamacare, for instance. Yep. And when it started going down the drain, even her husband uh, just a few weeks ago called it crazy and made some other negative comments <laughs> about it. And and I, I don't know what the night was like <laughs> back at the house. If they're even, well, aren't they in together. separate wings oh, of their, yeah, their kind of like mansion after, anyway? The, the night after yeah. he met with Loretta Lynch on yeah, the tarmac, exactly. I think. Yeah. But, I mean, some of these mistakes were, were plain to see for a lot of us. Why hook your wagon onto something that's failing? But she did it, and she bragged about it, and she also bragged about how she would continue Obama's policies. Now, Ethan, what about Prop 61? That was the one where Bernie Sanders swooped into California oh, yeah, a lot of to say, doggone it, big pharma, you got to punish him. we got to keep the price of pharmaceutical products low. How, how did that do? As do of now, now, we don't have a final result yet. It's still close enough, but Prop 61 right now appears with 42% right. reporting is at 54% no. Uh-huh. Right, so gonna, it looks like it might fail. We're oh going to have to step gosh, away. Bernie's for a, magic is gone. Yes. We're going to step away for a break. More of the latest coming up right now. The major networks have not yet called it. We're seeing Trump with uh, with 274. But uh, they're still holding a little bit short. LA Times has got him with 266. Uh, the rest of the networks, uh, CNN, Fox, have him up to 254. But right now, we AP can't see how AP called it for Donald. AP though. called it for because they called Pennsylvania, and that was enough to put him over. Yep. Uh, anyway, we'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio 790 KABC. Coming up on the next drive home with Jillian Barbary and John Phillips, it's the election day hangover. We'll have all the results for you. Is it over? Can somebody wake me when it's over? Is it over? I'll bring you Gatorade and other fluids. <laughs> Live and local, right after Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood, right here on Talk Radio 790 KABC. Talk Radio 790. KABC, we've got live election coverage from the Smokehouse. <laughs> and beautiful downtown Burbank, Rob Marinko here with Ethan Behrman and uh, Royal Oaks, our legal analyst. And we're talking about, geez, I don't know, what are we talking about, guys? Donald Trump is the next president of the United States of America. The 45th president well, of the United funny, States. The Associated Press called it yep, for Donald Trump. An hour ago. But when you look at Fox News, they have been stuck on 254 for what, an hour or two? Uh, yeah, CNN too. And it's, CNN uh, at, maybe uh, even lower. I don't know if they're at yeah. 254, but they're definitely not up at 270. Uh, by the way, the National Review uh, during our commercial break also called it for Donald Trump. And remember, right. that's the total anti-Trump conservative I'm publication. I'm surprised National Review didn't do ritual Harry Carey. Yes. Because you remember, <laughs> they had an ep- they had an issue about In five January. months ago, absolutely anti-Trump. Yes. No, we hate Donald. So... All right, we're waiting for Trump. He's arrived at his campaign headquarters in Manhattan, and as soon as he comes uh, before the mics, we'll, of course, turn it over, and uh, we'll hear from the president-elect. And uh, Hillary will not be uh, talking to us tonight because we don't know. Her campaign manager, John Podesta, came out just uh, about 15 minutes ago and said something peculiar. He said, we're uh, waiting to count all the votes. And uh, we'll have more to say in the morning. Uh, Hillary will not be talking tonight. Now, why would he say that? I mean, it's possible that Hillary could rally and win the remaining states and show up at 2 a.m. and say, gee, thank you, it took a long time. Why would he say we won't see Hillary till the is morning? Some, is she planning some kind of pantsuit coup? Or <laughs> well, my, one of my questions, Royal, I'm hoping you have an, uh, an answer for me on this one. You know, with, with all of the early voting and the absentee and mail-in ballots... Uh, have they counted all those? When we're getting, when we're seeing these results, when it says 99 plus percent from Pennsylvania, 
Does that include, you know, when people are stationed overseas and they're mailing in their ballots, have yeah. they counted Great those point. or are those the ones that are outstanding still? I think the ones they have not counted are some of the absentee ballots okay. and the overseas military diplomatic folks, but the ones they do count are the early voters. So I think those are those are counted. Those are folded into the results, yeah, because otherwise, you know, we've heard about how in some states you're talking about millions and millions, like 20, 30% yes. of the electorate. So I'm sure those are included in these results. But Otherwise, the anchors would tell us, well, this is all premature, folks. We and, won't overdo it. And the reason I ask that is like, I have a family that live overseas that I know mailed in ballots uh, from overseas. And also, I actually talked to somebody today. Now, granted, this is California, not Pennsylvania or Michigan, who said, yeah, I had a mail in ballot and I mailed it today. Yeah. So well, as long as it's postmarked, I, yes. As long as it's midnight, I guess, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the postmark. But my understanding the old is mailbox that it, rule. If, Come if on, it isn't, re, if it isn't received today, or yeah. maybe as you're saying, postmarked today, but it's got to show up in the next day or two. I remember right. back in 2000, the Florida vote. Obviously, most of you know what happened in 2000. It's a big recount. Yes. But I recall there was some dispute over the mail-in votes from the military overseas. And that there was a delay in getting, and they figured that the military votes would favor George Bush. Obviously, they, they would and they did. But uh, they weren't counted until after the election. It was a yeah. long time. And, well, and all the, all the uh, surveys and recounts and so forth after then, uh, George Bush still won. He had the most votes. But it, uh, obviously, was you know contended. So the drama of this evening really began, what, four or five hours ago when North Carolina, Florida, and Ohio all went for Trump. And I, I remember flipping channels, flipping channels saying, you know, Chris Wallace on Fox News saying, you know what, folks? Donald Trump could be the next president of the United States. So here's what it is. CNN just announced uh, Wisconsin for Donald Trump. Uh, is They finally came around on that? Yeah, I thought we I called that one a long Fox time Fox ago. Fox called it for uh, for Trump for in Wisconsin about an hour or two ago. So that's what the noise was in the background. CNN just finally called Wisconsin. Yeah, National Review, AP, and uh, Fox had called that oh, some time yeah, ago. Yeah, I think T-Ray was uh, wheeling the, the cheese wheel down the street. Yeah. <laughs> so. you know, Delicious cheese. The Delicious. Good, the good thing. Thing about the fact Prop 64 has passed in California, making it legal effective at midnight tonight to uh, to smoke marijuana, is that the people who are disappointed about the results that their candidate didn't win, they can sort of relax and take yes. the edge chill off, out. take the edge yeah. off, and chill out. Yes. Chill out. That's what the kids call it, right? Chilling chill out. out. Chilling and out. Exactly. remember, important. You can grow six plants for yourself, yeah. and you can be in possession of an ounce and legally. Even, and even better, the other proposition about the condoms failed so you don't have to wear condoms what is is hillary speaking no no, no, no that's, that's earlier that's yeah, earlier she's way too awake <laughs> and, and you can you can figure out what i mean by b-roll you, right. you can decide what the b stands for. we're going to take a break right now we'll be back with uh, the latest uh, donald trump is in the building in manhattan at his campaign headquarters we expect to hear from him uh, coming up uh, very shortly we'll have to see about that uh, right now, uh, we're at the Smokehouse uh, in Burbank. We'll, we're going to be here for, Woo! I don't know, another yeah! 25 minutes. Yeah! You're listening to live election coverage. I'm Rob Marinko. This is Talk Radio 790 KABC. If all of this talk of blue and red and red and blue and blue and blue has got you turning green, let us make sense of it all. Your Common Sense, Election Headquarters, Talk Radio 790, KABC. 
Talk Radio 790 KABC. We're live at the Smokehouse in beautiful downtown Burbank. Rob Marinko with you. I'm joined by our legal analyst, Royal Oaks. And boy, what a night, huh? This is amazing. What pretty, a, pretty amazing. First of all, it's it started out as a historic night anyway. Well, absolutely. I mean, to talk about uh, a national obsession with this weird campaign of the two most unpopular people in history to run for the presidency. <laughs> but now, true. here we are after all these hours, the Associated Press has called it for Donald Trump, and yet... Fox News, of all folks, they're still stuck on 254, and we now see that CNN is saying that Trump has to win either Michigan or Pennsylvania to win the presidency. Now, as I understand it, Rob, he's actually got a lead that seems insurmountable in Michigan and or Pennsylvania to those of us looking at the numbers here. But obviously, they're not prepared to call that either at Fox or CNN or any of the several other outlets. And we talked about why that might be, Royal, and it could be a couple of things. One is obviously because of what happened with Florida being called too early in 2000, and they're gun-shy about that. And uh, there, there could be another reason. Um, I, I'm not sure. It's so – listen, the, in Pennsylvania, the last numbers we had were Trump leading by nearly 60,000 votes with nearly, nearly 100% of the precincts reporting. So I, I, I don't know why you don't – Award. Now, listen, AP is no right-wing uh, nut shop, you know. They're no uh, MSNBC. AP, uh, I'm sure, wouldn't call that for Trump unless they had good reason to believe that uh, that vote count was not going to change. Well, they're still agonizing over it on a lot of the network uh, platforms, uh, Fox and CNN and ABC, CBS and NBC. Uh, but, you know, the, the strange thing is, whether or not Donald Trump actually secures the victory that, that seems likely now, how in the world did he do it? I mean, how did he confound all the pollsters? How did he break through that blue wall? I mean, the political scientists are going to have a field day figuring yeah, out be, what he did to overcome that. This will be studied, and, and you're right. The pollsters, uh, they're scratching their heads. But i got to believe part of it has to do with this shy voter, with... Trump supporters who just thought, you know what, I'm not going to tell anybody nothing. I'm not going to take, because I know I'm going to take the heat from my family, my next door neighbor's a Hillary supporter, and I'm, you know what, I'm going to go to the poll, I'm going to vote my conscience, I'm going to vote for my candidate, and I'm not going to say nothing to nobody. Yeah, you know, when it goes back to uh, California gubernatorial history in the 1980s, you remember Tom Bradley, the African-American popular Los Angeles mayor? He was up against Senator George Duke Majin, state senator, running or attorney general, running for governor. Right. And the polls all said that Bradley was going to crush him. And then he lost, and the political scientists said, you know what, there's this Bradley effect. The people who talked to pollsters didn't want to come across like racists, so they said, oh, sure, we're going to vote for Tom Bradley. Right. And then they didn't. And so yeah. that may have been what happened in this situation. Meantime, Rob Marenko, we got a lot of California propositions that people are very interested in. If you're just joining us, Prop 64, marijuana, (laughs) passed in California. Oh, we are just seeing a big report from CNN. Oh, here it is. CNN reporting that Clinton has called Trump to concede the election. Now that, to me, is amazing. CNN has uh, not called it, and yet Hillary Clinton, she's calling it. It's kind of a twist on what happened in 1980 when 
Jimmy Carter, the sitting president, conceded to Ronald Reagan a few minutes, actually a couple of hours before the polls closed in California, and he yep. was blamed by all of his right, Democrat right, friends right. in California for blowing right. it. You know, nobody showed up uh, on the Democrat side. But that is huge news that Hillary Clinton, according to CNN, has called Trump to concede the election. Boy, now, wouldn't you want to be a fly on the wall and oh, be in on that yeah. conversation? Trump is at his headquarters. Uh, now we expect we were waiting for him to make a speech. Uh, who knows, he might have been on the phone with the Clinton uh, people at that time. So I would expect Donald Trump shortly to get in front of the mic. Hillary Clinton has just conceded. She's called Donald Trump to concede the election. President-elect uh, Trump, we should say. That happened at 1140, November 8th. And a lot of people were calling this to be over at about 6 o'clock Pacific time. I wonder, so Rob Marinko, that, if the fact that she conceded before the network said she lost is a function of the of the 2000 phenomenon where the networks made calls involving Bush and Gore and then were embarrassed and had and to Trump retract them. And Trump is now, uh, yeah, this is over. Uh, Trump just won Arizona and uh, got those electoral votes. And, so, and Fox, know, he's, News, he's Fox News is flashing that Donald Trump has won the presidency. We don't know exactly yep. which states that Fox thinks uh, are in Trump's uh, camp, but uh, they are well, remember, saying that he's the winner. Remember, just Pennsylvania, without New Hampshire, without Arizona, without Michigan, uh, you know, without Minnesota, just him winning Pennsylvania when he was at 254 puts him over because Pennsylvania's got 20 electoral uh, Talk votes. about a historic election, a Rob Marenko. I mean, the first woman to be on the ticket for a major party, and everybody thought the glass ceiling was about to be broken. Donald Trump, the improbable, uh, you know, iconoclastic billionaire, who, who ticked off just about everybody along the way, and people thought there's no way he can win. Somehow he maneuvered the shoals of the Republican primaries, and now the fight against Hillary Clinton, uh, just a remarkable political story. Yeah, now everybody's calling Pennsylvania. That put him, uh, put him over 270. Matter of fact, 274 for Donald Trump with Pennsylvania, and uh, that's not including Arizona. So uh, we have President-elect Donald Trump and, uh, yeah, it, it lasted into the night, folks, but we made it November 8th. That was decided. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect Hillary to call him, especially, and it shows you how disconnected that her camp is and I think how panicky they got and how disheartened they probably were in that John Podesta came out uh, less than an hour ago and essentially said, we're not going to talk to you again until the morning because we're still counting the votes and things are too close. And, and what, you know? Less than an hour later, Clinton calls Trump to concede. You know, Rob, the amazing thing is th the fact that it was Hillary Clinton against, against Donald Trump. I mean, both parties picked the only candidate <laughs> who could conceivably lose. When you yeah. think about it, Hillary had so much baggage. If the Republicans had picked anybody, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, the polls showed they would roll over Hillary, but they picked the one guy who could lose to her. And similarly, the Democrats picked the one candidate who could and really should have lost because of her baggage. I mean, when you look at the perspective of the Democrats, when they saw Donald Trump, they saw somebody who had the impulse control of an entitled eight-year-old. Right. When the Republicans looked at Hillary, they said, you know, I see somebody who's crooked. You could elect a crooked person. I see a cyborg. You could elect a cyborg, but you can't elect a cyborg who's crooked. And yet, this is what emerges from this, from this swamp uh, of, of unacceptable, unpopular alternatives. 
We're looking uh, right now at Mike Pence. This appears to be at the uh, Trump headquarters. Uh, I believe he's going to make some remarks and probably introduce his uh, boss, Donald Trump. So uh, as soon as that happens, we'll cut away and bring that to you live. But there's so many things to look and analyze, the, the mistakes, the missteps that Clinton made just in the last month or so.